Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Peace, peace. We are back live once again right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on the Ampu Astrology Channel. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. We are back. Um, a little bit of a special time today just because some things came up. Um, Venus is definitely in Scorpio. <laughs> and so it went into Scorpio last week, and love is just being displayed um, in such intense ways. And uh, I was doing a little investigating, actually, y'all. I was on my research investigative um investigative uh, discoveries, I guess you could say, um, just out of love for for someone in my life. I, I had to do some digging, and so it caused a bit of a delay with the start of today's show, but we are here. We are here. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, the Saturn-Neptune square, we'll get to that. But there's just, there's not too terribly much going on in the week ahead, y'all. We're going to discuss the Sun-Jupiter square, which is going to be a factor in the new moon here on the 11th, which is not in the week ahead discussion. We discussed that last week. Please feel free to click on the link in the episode information uh, for the link to last week's show. It's embedded in the... Um, episode information for today's show. You can always access the previous week's show by clicking the link in the current show's episode information. So yeah, this Friday is the new moon. Um, Monday is the Sun-Jupiter square. Um, so it's so it's close enough to the new moon to be a factor. So um keep what we're going to discuss about it today in mind at the time of the new moon. Uh, we're going to delve into that just a little bit. We did discuss the new moon last week, but I have some additional notes that I want to make concerning it simply because of timing's sake. If you think that the new moon is time to start something new, at least this new moon, um, I'm not going to say that it's not, but there's just some things you should know surrounding it to where you can better direct your efforts in ways that, you know, the universe won't actually be working against you, but you can work with the flow that it's already going in. Uh, we're going to discuss the first quarter moon in Pisces. That's critical this week because that first quarter moon is uh, throwing the moon into void, of course, status. So generally where first quarter moons are good, action-based, um, 
you know, a, a good action-based stage or phase to, to work through, um, this one might be a little different just because it's in Pisces. And so the kind of work that you would do, the kind of um, action and clearing that you take are gonna is going to be centered around Pisces. So we'll talk about that. Pisces is such this um, ethereal energy that it's kind of hard to pin down you can't pin it down uh, for all intents and purposes, and you really, this is the energy you kind of just have to go with the flow and just be. So we'll dig into that. And um, additionally, uh, just the last thing we'll discuss is like three major points of discussion for the week ahead, and the last one is the Mercury-Pluto conjunction. Now, this Mercury-Pluto conjunction is so significant because Mercury just, is moving into Capricorn, like, pretty much right now. (laughs) Um, Let me get the exact time on that, but I think it's, like, for something this evening. Um, So before we get too far into it, let's see, Mercury enters Capricorn 8.34 p.m. this evening. So, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's still in Sagittarius for here in these last three hours, but Mercury enters Capricorn tonight. Um, if you're following Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, then you you know a lot of what there is to know about this Mercury and Capricorn energy and how it's affecting your signs specifically. We were we were definitely tweeting about that today. If you are on Twitter. Um, simply follow at Mama Dada Astro for more updates. And um, and then we've got tomorrow's Mars Uranus opposition. You can find out about that as well as the Venus Neptune trine, which precedes the new moon in Sagittarius. You can find out all about that plus information regarding the new moon in last week's episode. This week's episode uh, will be, um, we'll jump into that as soon as I reverence, revere, honor, pay homage to, respect, never forget about our divine ancestors who without them we would absolutely not be here. I'm so thankful to come back again. I w- there was like I told you, things going on, and the show was getting delayed. Um, the start time that we usually have was being delayed, and then just stuff on stuff on stuff was was happening, and I had to make a decision. You know, as much as I love the people in my life, and and I'm determined and bound to do whatever it takes to, you know, demonstrate that love, the same goes for you guys. I, I, I'm i not on payroll, <laughs> we'll put it like that. I'm not on payroll to do this show. I do this show. I host this show because of my undying love for the science of astrology, just the learning of it and the immersing myself in the information and the knowledge and then presenting that information as well. Um, I've been having such a great time doing reports and readings and really um, helping people master their destinies astrologically um, 
and and find the hidden treasures in their own backyard, so to speak. You can dig in your own natal chart and really begin to find some answers and some solutions that come naturally to you. And acknowledgement of those talents, those skills and gifts and natural abilities, acknowledgement of them is, you know, sometimes what is necessary to get us going in particular areas. Oh, I'm naturally good at this, this or that. Well, I knew I was good at this, but now, you know, I have this evidence, this scientific and mathematical proof that this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to be putting my energy into in this incarnation, in this lifetime, you know. Um, So it's a marvelous, wonderful tool. I'm just glad to be here facilitating more learning, more sharing of information. What a privilege. Give much thanks to Brother Ampu, who is the fearless leader here at My Astrology Coach, for allowing us the opportunity as well, and um, for the entire MAC team. It's such a wonderful team to be a part of. Shout out to the, the Imagination Guru, Minister Ju. Shout out to Keisha. Shout out to Aminti and uh, shout out to Tanika. I haven't. I gotta get with Tanika. I haven't gotten with her in a while. So yeah, amazing, fully staffed team of of gurus, be it astrology, be it tarot, and so many other talents, all on the team. So stay connected to Mac, and thanks again for listening. Let's jump in. Why don't we? All right, y'all. We start the week. We ended the week last week in Capricorn, okay, which is technically this coming up Saturday. That was our the end of our week ahead last week, Saturday the twelfth. We begin our week ahead this week for Sunday the thirteenth through Saturday the nineteenth, okay. So let's jump in. As of the thirteenth. Sunday, we start the day with the moon in Capricorn. Now, just to recap, y'all are really, we're, we are really going to get, we have a divine opportunity to get really familiar with this Capricorn energy, this Saturnian, Saturn rules Capricorn, right? So we got the moon, we're starting, we're ending the week this week on Saturday with the moon in Capricorn, and we're starting the week Sunday with the moon in Capricorn. And today, December the 9th on Wednesday, Mercury is going into Capricorn, okay? It's getting there ahead of the sun. The sun is still in Sag. It's still Sag season. But Mercury is going ahead, okay, opening the way or preparing the way for this really serious Saturn energy, okay? We need it. it I know... Speaking as a Sagittarius, I get it. Sag is fun, full of adventure, full of, you know, long-distance journeys and, you know, high-mindedness, high-thinking, higher-thinking, higher-learning. But with all that fire and with that arrow aimed, you know, with that high aim, it is necessary for the progression into Capricorn, okay, to get down to business once again, all right? 
So when we start the week with the moon in Capricorn, the moon is taught where the moon is, what constellation the moon is traveling through is going to determine what brings us for those couple of days that the moon's in a particular sign, what brings us emotional satisfaction, what makes us the most comfortable, uh, what activities we need to be engaging in that will make us feel most at home, okay? So with the moon in Capricorn, um, it's really hard for us to just hang out. Like the whole Sag party, adventure fun thing, it, it, we want to feel like we're being productive and that we're doing something of substance and with purpose, Okay. Um, Capricorn's an earth sign, and if you know, happen to know any Capricorns, Tauruses, or Virgos, all earth signs, then you know that they tend to mean business, especially Capricorn, because Capricorn's the boss. It, Capricorn's at the top of the chart, the 10th house, the midheaven. So, you know, it won't go, uh, you can't really go through a moon in Capricorn a couple of days and not notice the stark change in energy, okay? Um, whatever you've got going on with Moon and Capricorn, when I'm talking about getting down to business, I mean that, that you're emotionally satisfied by getting down to business, okay? So you can apply that. If you, if you know a Capricorn, they may tend to come across as kind of dry, kind of cold, a little less emotional, that emotional force is being applied to whatever activity, project, process is at hand because CAP is about that business, okay? Um, these are going to be good days here uh, early in the week next week. Uh, I don't have – I restarted my computer and I didn't – takes two seconds to pull it up. There's a online calendar, guys. Um, that I use so I know where all the astrological happenings are taking place. Um, the moon's in Capricorn on the 12th and the 13th, fully, you know, for the most part. So you really mainly got Sunday when it comes to that energy of getting down to business when we're talking about um, next week, okay? Uh, which is odd maybe for a Sunday, but maybe not. So just work it how you want to. But um, you're going to have access to some extra discipline and patience during these during um, Saturday and Sunday. And um, you're it, foregoing the satisfaction of short-term gains for longer-term achievements is going to be something that actually satisfies you, okay? You may be a little more socially reserved this Sunday, okay, when you normally feel like you want to hang out with, you know, family or friends on the weekend on Sunday, possibly Saturday too, you're going to uh, tend to be in more of a conservative mood, okay? Um, we're we're just looking for things that are enduring and lasting um, on Sunday to satisfy us, things that are tried and true as opposed to more experimental things. Um, 
things that we're more comfortable and familiar with, things that have worked in the past. These are all themes that, uh, once again, we were tweeting about it today, but just all all Capricornian things when we're we're tweeting about Mercury, so that has more to do with mental processes, communications, travel. When we're talking about the moon there, we're talking about emotions and being emotionally satisfied by these things, okay? Uh, mapping out a business plan is is um, ideal while the moon is in to do or focus on while the moon is in Capricorn. Any kind of real-world ambitions you may have, focusing on that is going to be satisfying. Um Considering what a good investment of your time, resources, and energy are uh, is, is something you may find yourself doing on Sunday. What what will bring a solid return? You know, and this could be anything from finances to relationships, anything that stimulates you emotionally. It may satisfy you emotionally. It may satisfy your emotions to to kind of do this serious processing mentally and emotionally. Um, because we're viewing everything through this practical eye, including relationships, and so we can more easily see how making structural changes can mean uh, more efficiency in our lives, okay? So in general, powerful activities to do under a bossy Capricorn moon are um, things like taking control of a situation. You know, you can really get your mind and your emotions wrapped around some situation that may have been wrangling you, and as of Saturday or Sunday, you may be getting more of a handle on it, okay? Um, You can consider some investments. That's pretty bossy, huh? Um, Put together a proposal of some sort. You can um, work as a mentor, or you can work with a mentor. Um. Uh, anything like a long-standing tradition, you can more, most easily uphold that during a Capricorn moon. And um, handling like official business, like meeting with clients or collaborators, if you had like a leisure kind of working lunch or business lunch or social business get-together um, on Saturday or Sunday, it would probably be very ideal, Okay. So that's the start of our week um, on Sunday the 13th. Sunday evening, the moon goes void, of course. It trines Jupiter. The moon trines Jupiter, and that is the last aspect that the moon makes before it moves out of Capricorn into Aquarius, okay? And so um, time and time again here on the Mabadada Astrology uh, radio show, Your Week Ahead, We've discussed what to do and what not to do during a void of course moon. So just to be real brief about it, um, basically don't start anything, which is kind of odd because I'm about to talk about some things with this first quarter moon coming up next week that, you know, may make you feel like initiating some things. We're wrapping up a zodiac cycle, and so the newness of that may make you feel like initiating some things. Whatever you do, if it's a void of course moon, I would not necessarily initiate it then, only because things began or begun under a void of course moon, tend, nothing tends to come of it. It tends not to have any 
significant expected or desired results. So as of 5.07 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday evening, we're thrown into 13 hours and 52 minutes of void, of course, moon time. So really, it's better suited during that time if you've already begun something. Continue to work on that. That would be more favorable than starting something new. Hanging out with people you already have an established relationship with. I'm under a void, of course, moon. Probably not trying to have that first date <laughs> under a void, of course, moon, if you actually are interested in and like the person because nothing may come of it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, have that date, first date earlier on Sunday <laughs> um, while the moon's in Capricorn, but that would be kind of weird because it'll have, like, probably a serious tone to it. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, just, I mean, there's a lot more that could be said. There's a lot more that has been said. But for now, I think that pretty much sums it up. If you're if, um, Sunday evening, if you're really looking for something to get into, stick with the tried and true Um uh, uh, get organized, you know, get your to-do list for the week together, stuff like that, but just don't no new projects and things of that nature. Um, then the moon actually does move into Aquarius on Monday the 14th at 6.59, pretty much 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I have discussed before what's going on when the moon is in Aquarius and it looks like that's the only one I didn't do notes for but guess what I've done this so much I definitely have notes on them but I mean just off the cuff obviously I'm familiar with the um, Aquarius energy Uh, we would be definitely emotionally satisfied Um, anything new Novel Aquarius is all about inventiveness, originality. Um, Aquarius is about uh, the future, uh, thinking outside of the box. So these are all things under a moon in Aquarius that are going to emotionally satisfy us. Aquarius is about networking with groups of people. So probably not the most you know, the energy where you most feel comfortable isolating yourself um, because it's really humanitarian. It really is about the 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 uh, collective, you know. And so uh, we're satisfied um, concentrating on our hopes, wishes, and dreams during um, the moon in Aquarius. Um we're not obviously, like I said, it's future oriented, so you're probably not going to be pining during, you know, if you, if you tend towards that uh, emotionally, you're definitely not going to be um, stuck in the past uh, starting on Monday, okay? We're going to be for Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus, Uranus is like electricity and the speed of light, you know? <laughs> so it's it's a really intense energy it can be sudden and unexpected you know these are things that would stimulate us and actually satisfy us while the moon is in aquarius so 
Um, it's the rebel. Aquarius definitely represents a rebel energy. So um, being a little rebellious, hopefully constructively rebellious and purposefully rebellious, but that would um, uh, make us feel most comfortable. Um, definitely starting on Monday, rising 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, okay? And then just a few short hours later, while still obviously in this moon in Aquarius energy, the sun squares Jupiter, okay? The sun is in Sag at 22 degrees, and Jupiter is at 22 degrees Virgo. And we may feel some restlessness, okay? It's a square, so it's a, that means challenge, right? It probably is going to involve another person. Um, a lot of challenging situations that come up in our lives do. And it's between the sun, which represents self-expression, our will, um, kind of in, in a challenging uh, position with Jupiter, which just wants to expand. And Jupiter in Virgo wants to expand, <laughs> I say work, in details. So let's dig into this a little bit. Restlessness, that's because Jupiter can do that sometimes, you know, and then you've got the Sag energy as well. Uh, kind of maybe a discontent. It may be internal. The square may not be dealing with an outside person. It could be internal and present itself to you by way of discontent with life, your life and the way that it is. Um, we may We may be feeling like we want more but we may not realize that perhaps we could be wanting too much. I'm not saying you, me, we are, but I'm saying the potential is there because you've got Jupiter's expansiveness there um, challenging the sun in Sagittarius. (laughs) I just realized what I said. The sun is in Sagittarius, which is Jupiter ruled in a challenging aspect to Jupiter. So that's, Expansion on expansion, overestimation is possible of ourselves and others, exaggeration, um, slightly elevated moods, um, possibly unstable moods, uh, because they just may not be based in reality, okay? Um, but if if we can channel this energy well uh the sun square Jupiter can represent a, pot- a potentially creative power, okay? The sun represents creativity. The sun uh, is associated with the fifth house. It's associated with Leo, okay? And so we're talking about creative power. We're talking about uh, areas go- governing romance and children, Okay but mostly anything around creation. And so um, that can definitely, with Jupiter hooked up to it, even though it is a square or a challenge, work through, working through the challenge, there could definitely be expansiveness where anything creative is concerned. Okay? Um so it's just very interesting that you've got this creative energy, positive energy with the sun and Sagittarius, with this square to Jupiter, and it could potentially spell out jealousy as well. So let me 
speak to that a little bit. Um, if you've been dealing with, you know, uh, Saturn's been in Sag. So we got the, we're talking about the sun right here, square and Jupiter. Saturn's been there. So for a lot of Sagittarius, for a lot of Sagittarius rising, and for people with personal planets or points in Sagittarius, since Saturn first started coming into Sagittarius and we got a taste of, of it, but definitely since the Saturn retrograde and, you know, Saturn was in Scorpio for the last time, then that it'll be in Scorpio for the next 30 years. And we're, we've really been sinking down deep into this um, Saturn and Sag energy. And nobody can tell it like a Sag can probably tell it to you that Saturn in Sag has been showing itself um, in, in, in ways that people have been revealing their negative, their negativity, their deception has been being revealed to you, um, just people that have lied to you, that you have, um, through lies, deception, or negativity, you have released them from your life. We've had enough eclipses. Well, we had we just got out of eclipse season, and that really set people. You know, eclipses come and go. People don't think anymore about them, but these eclipses really set the tone through the next eclipse season that we'll be experiencing in um, uh, around April of next year, 2016. So these are these all these pretty much anything we can pretty much talk about. I don't care if it's where the, what sign the moon is in. I don't care if it's the aspect the sun is making to Jupiter. These are all parts of larger cycles. It's cycles within cycles within cycles, okay? So it's all connected, all interrelated. But the Sagittarius and those who can, who can attest to having to dump, so to speak, people who brought negativity, deception, and lies to your life. These people around this time could show jealousy. Uh, uh, They may be feeling neglected because you've decided. It ain't nothing like somebody who's done something so sideways, cold, and backstabbing, or just at the very least, completely insensitive to you. And then they have the nerve to be upset about it because you didn't put up with it or choose to continue to participate in it. But that's a lot of what could have been experienced here recently. And so this aspect that we're going to be dealing with here on Monday, that's definitely in play when it comes. It's in play. It's after this is on the 14th, and the new moon's on the 11th. So it's three days after, but it'll be close enough on the 11th, the 11th to be a factor and a player in the new moon, okay? And so, um, you know, these people are going to realize it's, it's really over. You you weren't playing when you decided that you were worth more than being lied to and being mistreated. And so it it could potentially annoy them. This is reality. You it's it's crazy to me to even say. But but yeah, sometimes people don't like it when you don't like them mistreating you, they'd rather you just 
take it with a smile on your face. But if you actually have the nerve to do something about it, distance yourself from them, cut them off communication-wise for your own good, you may find that around the time of the new moon, potentially um, around the time of this Sun-Jupiter square on Monday, and you may uh, even to the latest degree, well, yeah, I'd say that this would be latest because by the time you hit that first quarter moon here, on the 18th of next week, next Friday, uh, all that will be dealt with. So I won't extend it further than that. Um, So, yeah, you may hear from them. They may try to reconnect with you. They may even apologize, okay? So I'm just putting that out there. Y'all have to um, message me (laughs) and let me know how that went. But, yeah, Jupiter in Virgo is just doing a lot of fixing. Virgo is so detail-oriented, and it's so ironic to have a planet representing expansion and seeing the bigger picture inside of a sign that is so detail-oriented and exacting and um, precise. And so Jupiter in Virgo is expanding the fixing. It's expanding the uh, detail-oriented nitpickiness of 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 different facets of our lives. Obviously, that would uh, you would need to take into consideration what house of your natal chart that Jupiter in Virgo is currently transiting, and that will help you narrow down significantly what area of your life uh, Jupiter in Virgo is focusing its energy on fixing, okay? Uh, Sun square Jupiter, though, Sun squaring this Jupiter in Virgo does suggest that some relate with all this fixing going on that some relationships just cannot be fixed and that it's just simply too late for some. The damage has been done, can't really turn around and go back. Um, Sun square Jupiter transit is really going to definitively show you Uh, that the negative relationships have ended, okay? Um, Sun in Sag has definitely been showing you the brightness and joy and happiness of of the truth in sincere good relationships that makes the really bad ones clear to you, okay? So because the Sun is in Sag at this point of this square with Jupiter, it, it should be abundantly clear, bad versus good relationships so you can move forward in confidence after next Monday, okay? Um, But just take note, though. It should be interesting to take note of who contacts you. And um, you may get a glimpse that they're only kind of trying out the nice thing to to slide their way back in or to get something from you. And so just be aware, okay, and don't don't fall for it again. They showed you who they are. Please believe them. Okay? So that wraps up Monday. Then on the sixteenth, that moon was of course still in Aquarius um during that time. And so So the 16th is Wednesday. We should be back on the air next Wednesday, early rising next Wednesday, 1.17 a.m. 
The moon does go into void, of course, for 10 hours and 28 minutes. The last aspect the moon makes before it enters Pisces from Aquarius is a sextile to the moon, okay? And so that's pretty much all day on Wednesday that the moon is void, of course, from 1.17 a.m. Central Standard Time till 11.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, I mean... From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, moon's void, of course. Nothing too crucial on Wednesday as it relates to initiating things, okay? There's no planetary aspect, alignment, configuration that would suggest or denote doing absolutely nothing. It's just not realistic. But during a void, of course, moon, please, please, please try not to initiate new things. And that's... Um, would be all day Wednesday of next week for the most part. Now, at 11.45 p.m. Central Standard Time, when the moon enters Pisces, this is a crucial energy, okay? Just like I broke down the Capricorn energy here for a second just because we were talking about uh, Mercury entering Capricorn today, December the 9th. We're ending the week in Capricorn with the moon and starting it out with Capricorn and the moon. So, and then the sun's about to go into Capricorn. We only have like another week or so of sun in Sagittarius. So enjoy my Saggies. Happy birthday to all my super Sagittarius's whose birthday is next week between the 13th and the 19th, okay? I am go I see that we have a few callers with their hands up, so I'm definitely going to get to the line here in just a quick second. But let me set up this Pisces energy for y'all because this is the energy the first quarter moon is going to be in. The first quarter moon is is significant because okay, new moon. We're having a new moon here on the 11th. That's Friday. And so People think, oh, new moon, that's when we start something new. It's, you know, so important and so crucial what I start because it's a new beginning. You know, the moon, you can't see any of the white part of the moon. And so as it waxes, you know, whatever I'm starting is going to grow and develop along with the energy of the moon, right? The new moon is wonderful and great, but I think possibly we put too much pressure on ourselves to get it right, get our intentions just right at the new moon, and by the full moon, this is what we want to, ex, you know, expect to have manifested or to, you know, to show up for us. And I'm taking another look at it because I'm seeing now more that the new moon is great. It's maybe in the light of this Pisces energy I'm about to speak on, but this first quarter moon that we're coming up to really is going to be where we get to see where what we started at the new moon this Friday. By next Friday, we're going to get to see, uh, I guess, did, kind of did we mean it? Can we really make this thing take root in our lives to grow? And so... Pisces is this energy where we're going to be more meditative. Um, If you are going to initiate um, something like a first draft would be what you initiate. Obviously not a final draft. It's the first draft kind of energy. 
um, while the moon is in Pisces. And it's the last sign of the zodiac. So we're wrapping things up when the moon is in Pisces, not initiating things, not starting things. Um, If you study astrology uh, with any depth, you may come across certain information that implies you actually don't want to start anything in a new moon, and you want to wait until the moon either sextiles the sun, which is a favorable aspect, or trines the sun. Generally speaking, approximately five days after a new moon, you will find that the moon sextiles the sun. That's mildly favorable and a very favorable influence to start or begin or um, have the inception of a thing, uh, namely a business at that time. Consulting with an astrologer, it would you probably more than likely would not be advised to start a new business at the new moon. It would be more something like what I just said. And so... Um, Yeah, and and the thing is, we went into the void, of course, moon with the sextile to the moon. So, yeah. But uh, we're wrapping things up. It's a mutable sign, Pisces is, and so we can shift more easily when the moon is in Pisces, okay? You may not be ready to shift Friday at the new moon. But you may have some really good intentions. It's it's Sagittarius. You definitely want to um, be open and adventurous and hopeful and full of faith, okay, and um, and just re- open for expansion when you're talking about new moon initiatives in Sagittarius. We're going to get a chance to see at the full moon in Cancer. Full moon in Cancer is going to be pivotal. Full moon in Cancer is directly linked to this new moon coming up here Friday on Sagittarius. You better have you some expanded vision and hopefulness and, and, and faith and, and optimism for advancement in your life by the time a full moon and cancer comes really extremely, I think, the day after Christmas, pretty much the day of, depending on what time zone you live in. And so we're going to have this divine opportunity here in a couple of weeks around a whole bunch of people to see the culmination, to have the light shone on our intentions um, here at the new moon in Sagittarius, okay? And so um, things definitely can be initiated, uh, but here at the at the first quarter moon, and I keep saying first quarter moon because the first quarter moon is in Pisces. So I'm explaining the energy that the moon will be in at the time when it squares the sun and has its first challenge. New moon is when the moon and the sun are together. First quarter moon is when they're 90 degrees apart and squaring each other, okay? When the moon is in Pisces, you definitely want to create some wide open, unscheduled time, okay? The moon is going to be in Pisces the 16th and the 17th. That is Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Uh, you just want to leave some time open on your schedule to just be, okay? It's a really subconscious kind of energy, so... 
the mood is more symbols and music and images that are conveying soul messages, okay? Soul messages that can be received through art, dance, film, theater, photography, play, okay? Pisces energy is where you can communicate with a look that you give or a gesture more than you could ever open your mouth and say. You want to nourish your imagination. You want to have creative a creative focus. You want to remain open to forgiveness. That These are all Piscean keywords here. Uh, Pisces is where we transcend the everyday, okay? We experience the sublime and we rise above, and it will benefit us uh, all during this time to deeply listen. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Uh, Pisces is a water sign. Neptune rules the ocean. So while the moon is in Pisces, being near the ocean or other water bodies, even if you can't, absolutely wonderful to do with moon in Pisces. Long soaks. Just immerse yourself in it, okay? Um a film festival, Neptune, Pisces definitely rules the big, the silver screen, the theater, just film festival, just movies all day. How about that? <laughs> um, going to an actual theater, watching a movie or a play uh, to meditate or any, like, spiritual retreat. You can have a spiritual retreat in your home. You can have a spiritual retreat at the park, okay? Uh uh, being alone is actually more favored in a Pisces uh, moon. And any project where you have to use your imagination. And then, yeah, we're really, like, compassionate when the moon's in Pisces. And so if there's anyone who's in crisis or lost, we're going to be definitely in a more of a mode to tend to them. Okay, so that is the energy that we go into the first quarter moon with. It's also what throws us into void, of course. So before I open up the line, let me keep going with this because it's so interconnected, y'all. I can't separate it um, until after I take a call. So the moon goes into Pisces, 11.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Wednesday, so late, 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 late Wednesday night. Friday, rising. We've got about a day and a good half of just really immersing ourselves into this Pisces energy. And then Friday at 19 a.m. Central Standard Time, the sun squares the moon, first quarter moon. That sun square moon throws us into void, of course, for six hours and 12 minutes, okay? Now, a first quarter moon is a period of time that is confrontational. It is a period of time when problems should be addressed. It is a period of time where you're laying the foundations of plans, okay? The first quarter moon is associated with the step in the process of a seed being planted and growing where the first quarter moon is closely associated to the the point where the plant has passed the initial stages of survival and is now sending down roots. 
which is just what I referred to earlier. Whatever intentions you set this Friday on the 11th, in, you know, new moon intentions in Sagittarius, here a week later on the 18th is where we're going to be able to see that it's starting to send down root. It's starting to become firmly anchored, okay, by the usage of our life force energy, okay? And it's a time where the energies are being concentrated into growth. That is the point. That is the intention at the time of the first quarter moon, okay? It's typified as a period of crisis in action. And the challenge during this um, quarter moon is to manage the energy that is released by crisis, manage that energy. Something happens within yourself or with you and another person, manage that energy that's released, and then restructure it into its new form. Okay, uh, people who were born at the time of a first quarter moon tend to be able to rise to the occasion of an emergency just naturally. They don't freak out. They don't fall out. They tend to rise to the occasion. They tend to be able to vision and act on them. These are people born during a first quarter moon. Uh, they tend... Uh, to be able to tear down old structures and to create new ones, the very energy that this first quarter moon is calling us to act on. Um, they, the, the people who were born with this particular alignment uh, tend to be the pioneers, the hero and heroines, the trailblazers, okay? These are those people. They could potentially have this aspect in their chart. Um some people, if you know somebody like this, you yourself may have unconsciously attempted to create havoc in their lives just for the sake of excitement, and you know, because you know that they they get they can handle it. The crazier it gets, the better they get. Okay, these people, and um, and likely they initiate the creating of conflict in the lives of those around them who are entrenched in status quo. If somebody like this, you know, you know them and they, uh, you know, they're good at um, tearing down old structures and recreating new ones, they may have tried to do that in your life. (laughs) So this is a a way to kind of recognize that energy around you. Um, And these people may very well you may find them working in emergency rooms or driving ambulances. They may, uh, those people tend to have this aspect in their charts. So the key words for first quarter moon is clearing, clearing out, acting upon what needs to be done about the crisis at hand and building. You're putting down all these actions are together helping you to put down some roots that were initiated. The seed got dropped this Friday, December 11th, at the new moon in Sag, okay? Next Friday, the 18th, at the first quarter moon in Pisces, taking root, okay? They got some time here. Um, 
instinctive action is the key word of the first quarter moon phase. Um, action is essential of this phase. Action is essential. Kicker, y'all. Action is essential, but the moon is void, of course. That's what I want y'all to get. During the first quarter moon, action is essential. The first quarter moon or sun square moon is what sent the moon into void, of course, for six hours and 12 minutes. And it doesn't, it does not enter Aries until 3.26 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday. So don't hold off on any action at all, but hold off on any action that is new. The moon is void, of course. Hold off on any action that is new until after Friday afternoon. 3.26 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon enters Aries, and what better energy to initiate something new in than the pioneering, initiating first sign of the zodiac, Aries, okay? Um, Action is the essence of the first quarter moon, whether it's the action of clearing away making room for the idea to manifest, or whether it's the action of bringing the essence of that idea into actualized being. So this may just be the first quarter moon to more do some clearing since it's going to be void, okay? Because when you're talking about bringing the essence of a new idea into actualized being during a void, of course, moon, you're talking about something you don't really want to have a clear, positive result, something that you don't necessarily want anything to come of, okay? And so I would focus more on the clearing away when it comes to the first quarter moon until Friday afternoon when the moon enters Aries and the energy supports you to just, bam, just take off, okay? Uh, Yeah. So with that, I'm going to put a pin in it. We'll get back to talking about the moon in Aries, and that's the moon that Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto under. So that's really going to be interesting. And let's take a couple of calls. Who's been on the line longer? Caller from 201-321, you're on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Hi, Mama Dada. Peace. Hi. What's your name? This is Hadassah. My birthday is January yes, January fifth, nineteen sixty five. Uh huh. Um, I don't know the exact time that I was born, but I believe eleven eleven is the um the time that I I experience a lot of synchronicity. I see that number quite often. Mm-hmm. Um you know, moving forward. Uh, I, I'm really trying to understand the astrological um, um, influences in my life and in my family's life. Uh, I know that whenever I hear Mercury, for some strange reason, I panic. <laughs> whenever I hear Aries, mm-hmm. it always brings me, like, um, sadness because uh, when I lost my mother, I know there was a change between Pisces and Aries. But I, I believe I rose. I know I rose to the occasion to do what I had to do at that time. Um, if there's anything significant that you see in my chart at this point, you know, I appreciate it. if you could just like explain it to me. 
Because what? I would appreciate it if you would just like explain it to me, anything significant that's in my chart. I absolutely would love to. I just got through writing down your phone number and the information that you've given me. What does jump out right now is just that we're actually going through the week ahead where the zodiac sign does end in Pisces and begin again in Aries over the course of, uh, let's see, double check here. Yeah, um, 17th on Thursday is the last day it's in Pisces. The 18th next Friday is the first day it's in Aries. So monitor um, yourself Thursday and Friday of next week for those energetic changes because it is crossing mm-hmm. over at that time, okay? Um, regarding the rest, you not having a specific time of birth will prevent me from certain information. I don't do chart rectification, and I haven't really um, associated with an astrologer who does, but they exist. They're everywhere. So that's something you can potentially get done is rectify your chart. They can ask you a series of questions that will lead them to narrow down exactly when where your ascendant would be, which otherwise would not be able to be known without a time of birth. And they'll be able, and uh, pretty much like your moon and a lot of the other factors that are very contingent on that time. There are some things, given just a simple date of birth, can still garner you a significant amount of very beneficial and helpful information. And I would like to talk to you about that off the air. Um, I did write down the number that I on the line I picked up. Is that an okay number to call you back on? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. okay, and your name is um, Tadasha? Yeah, that's my um, spiritual name. I love that name. It's so beautiful. And you said you're actually Thank what? You. Excuse me. Oh, I thought you, I'm getting ready I thought to go. You. I'm getting ready to go. I'm going to a meeting right now. Um, okay. If I yeah. can give you my, let me give you my son's birthday and his time because I'm actually going to a meeting because he's dealing with some issues right now, and wow. I'm just trying to remain optimist, optimistic. He was born okay. May eighth, nineteen ninety eight, at six o'clock in the morning in New Jersey. Okay, so I've got that information recorded with your personal information that you have so far, and I will be contacting you on tomorrow at some point to dig into this okay. a little deeper with you. And um, okay. with that, and with the, uh, so you, okay. Okay, I'm just making some little notes on things to discuss with you later. But if that's okay with you, I'll okay. be talking to you again really soon, Hadassah. Yes. Thank you so much for calling in, and listening. Would it be in the evening? Uh, it, I mostly tend to do business hours, so more between 8 and 5. Or should it be uh-uh. evening? Are you telling me well, evening is better? After 4, then after 4 is better for me. After 4. Only because okay. I can't. Perfect. I don't. I I could listen during the day, but I can't speak during the day on the phone. That's no problem whatsoever. I'll talk to you after four tomorrow, Hadassah. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Peace. Peace. All right. Caller from the 917263. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Great day, beautiful. How are you? 
Good, thank you. Who who am I speaking you're, with? You're welcome. My name is Gina. Uh, thank you for having your show today. Gina, you're welcome. Gina, I'm glad to be here. Gina. Oh, with it uh, with a T. But yes. Okay. Sorry, Tina. Go ahead. How can we help you today? Oh, I wanted to ask what you get from uh, my boyfriend. Um, I'm a Sagittarius, and he's a Libra. Uh-huh. And what about yeah, it? What about, did you ask? Just, um, I'm excited uh, just about the direction of it and what's going on with us. I know that's right. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good for you. And so things are going well with you and your Libra? Yes. Okay, so did you want to, like, just have a confirmation reading to check up on stuff, or well, yeah, what were just you interested if it was anything, in? Yeah, um, just if, um, if it's anything on his part, uh, anything else, like, he may be dealing with spiritually. Good one. Do you happen to know his time of birth? Um, let me see. His birthday is October 9th, and I think it's at 11.43 a.m. And what year? 75. Okay, cool. And then what things that may be going on with him spiritually? Yeah, any type of test or trial, yeah. That's right. That's so sweet of you to check into his. I look into my guy's chart all the time. (laughs) Are you a Libra? No, I'm a Sag. I have sad oh, Okay, because I was going to say, you have a balanced um, energy, and you're a little conceited, so you know Libras are conceited. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, you sound like you're putting yeah. on lip gloss while you're doing all this. Because you see my Sagittarius energy. I was like, she has to be a Libra. <laughs> well, <laughs> we all have Libra in our charts, and I have a prominent uh, Libra energy in my chart as well. Yeah, so. I Shut up. Yes. That's what I was saying. I'm like, no, you have Libra. That's what I picked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Libra's yes, are charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're good. They're pretty relatable and good in relationships. Yes. Libra is a sign of relationships. Libra is a sign of balance and harmony. And yes. so, yes, thank you. It, take, it takes someone familiar with the Libra energy, like you, your man being a Libra, to really identify and pick up on that. So good for you. <laughs> he oh, must he be is a, a gift from God. A keeper. I was just about to say he must be a keeper. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so smooth. Yes, girl. I know if that's I could put him right. in a bottle and sell him on eBay, I would. <laughs> just smooth. Can I get a, a, a Two for special, just to keep one on backup. <laughs> okay. Hello. That's Can we clone cool. him? Yes. <laughs> well, Tina, I've got your uh, phone number. I wrote it down. I've got his information, and I tend to do um, the consultations after the show. Obviously, i got to wrap things up here. And so um, uh, if if I can contact you tomorrow, we're going to dig into this a little deeper and get you uh, some answers that you're looking for. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, now around what time? Because I won't be able to, I have to go to work. So, okay. you have a time um, frame? Uh, at, uh, evening time is fine. After what time? Like after 4.30. Sure. Yeah, I'll before 11 after and after 4.30. Before 11, yeah, but probably like by 10 o'clock in the morning is good, and then after 4.30. Yep. Okay. I got you down, Tina. I'll be talking to you again soon. Congratulations with everything, and I'm looking forward to wrapping up, uh, following up with you tomorrow. Thank you. Do you have an email? 
I do. You can reach me at mama.astrology yeah. at Gmail. Pretty easy. Mama.astrology mama. at Gmail. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Peace, Tina. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I got one more. I might as well go on and pick up your line, 908. I've got a caller from the 908-361. You're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. Who's on the line? My name is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Keisha, are are you Keisha that I've I've spoken with before? No, this is my first time. Oh, okay. I had a Keisha last week. Okay. <laughs> Peace, no, Keisha. What can we help you with? I'm so glad you're on the line. Um, my, and, it's just, and I'm glad to be on the line. I know that's right. Question. <laughs> okay. I'm a Leo, and my boyfriend is a Sagittarius. His birthday is Monday. And I'm Aww. trying to see what you get from my relationship, because this is my first time dating a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Yes, so I'm trying to see where you pick up on his energy. Mm-hmm. I would, what I would do is I would run a, if you know y'all's birth time, uh, I would run a synastry. I do it pretty much together. The synastry report is going to give me uh, the relationship between urinatal or birth chart uh, pretty much in, okay. on top of or superimposed onto your natal chart, his and yours on top of each other, and the relationship between your planets and his, okay? That's going to be okay. a, a a wonderful energetic indicator for y'all's relationship as well as a report called a composite report. And what that's going to do mm-hmm. is show you astrologically the energy that is created when you two come together. It's almost like energetically y'all have a child just whether you know it or not. You see what I'm saying? And the closer you are, you can do a composite on anybody and put two charts together and create a third chart. But the closer those two people are, the more you're actually going to see these energies kind of play out in between you two. Y'all are creating an energetic child and nurturing that uh-huh. child for all intents and purposes just by coming together every day. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And so that is something that I would take a look at. If you, I would also take a look at if you had specific questions and concerns, and I could more quickly and easily target those as well. So if that's something you're interested in, I'm recording your number as well, and I could call you tomorrow. We could just dig a little deeper. Yeah, that's something I can help you out okay. with for sure. Okay. Okay. Let you now. You know what? I'm a Sagittarius, but I'm a Sagittarius Uh female, so it does kind of play out differently between Sagittarius man and woman. But there, there are some, uh, there are some commonalities and things that I could give you a little bit of personal insight on as it relates to Sag as well. So we'll talk about it more (laughs) tomorrow. Thank you so much, Keisha. And okay, have a good evening. Have a good Thank night. you for okay. listening. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. The show's not quite over yet. I just have two more things to mention. Um, just giving you a rundown of the quick Aries moon energy. And last uh, but not least, the Mercury-Pluto conjunction. Now, 
you sure can't miss the Mercury-Pluto conjunction because that's major. That's what today, December 9th, Mercury moving into Capricorn to ultimately on the 19th hook up with Pluto that's already there. Pluto's been in Capricorn, okay? And so there's been this transformation and this restructuring uh, of, of a lot of things that are in place and structures that are in place, restructuring of structures in our government, structures in our lives, okay? And so Mercury going to join Pluto there is something that you just want to get a little bit of information on. I'll give you that right after this. Okay. So we did the void, of course, moon that the first quarter moon threw us into. Six hours later, the moon enters Aries. Friday afternoon, 3.26 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so... That's when we're ready to go, y'all. The new moon stuff that we waited on, we, the new moon stuff, if you're talking business-wise and, you know, you don't really want to initiate it or start it new until the moon sextiles are trying the sun, then you're talking about the 16th. The moon sextiles um, the sun on the 16th, but it's in Pisces. Not really the best energy to start something new in in a sign that's all about ending. So then you move to the 17th, still in Pisces. You get to the first quarter moon on the 18th, um, and it throws us in void. Of course, still can't start it. So we may be looking at uh, initiating some things that we set intent, new intentions for here at the new moon coming this Friday, we may be looking at not necessarily actually putting first move, new moves, new initiatives, new energies, new actions on it until uh, the 18th, Friday afternoon, 3.26 p.m. Central Standard Time after that, okay? Now, once this energy comes in, instinctual reaction is going to speed up. It's like you fall in line, okay? Uh, there's this edginess, kind of punchiness. We're kind of restless and ready to start something. We're probably really going to be ready to start something next Friday afternoon with all this time and all these days where we kind of just had to be, you know, Moon and Pisces just calling us to just be. And so when you're ready to start something, it, it tends to be a little, a little more difficult to simply be. Now, the moon in Aries is a wonderful, powerful, amazing time for firsts of any kind. It's a wonderful time for facing your fears. When the moon's in Aries, you're not really scared of anything. Um, and then the butterflies in the stomach, you know, that's a sign that you're out of good and out of your comfort zone, okay? Um uh, uh, Aries is the the uh, first sign of the zodiac. It initiates the spring season, so it may you may kind of feel springy, like you've just sprung <laughs> around next Friday when we're ready to put these new initiatives into action. We're going to want to do more. Okay, um, we may have a lusty look in our eye either for the things that we desire, the feelings that we desire, the people that we desire, whatever those new moon initiatives and goals towards expansion and higher learning and adventure were, 
we're going to be ready to jump to it next Friday uh, afternoon, okay? We're going to be ready to move it. We're going to be ready to, you know, take a challenging martial arts class. Something that has a physical component is going to satisfy us emotionally and make us comfortable under an Aries moon, okay? We're going to be ready to attack any problem head on, courageous enough to let the truth fly. We're going to be ready to fight if necessary and get into it if we need to. But it's because we're courageous enough to change. We're not scared of initiating or provoking change. We're ready for change come next Friday afternoon, okay? And hopefully, just hopefully, it's for the better, okay? Um, it, it really does give us a sense of dynamism. We're, we're a bit more dynamic when the moon's in Aries. So, yeah, if you have that, I don't know of a job interview on that late Friday evening after 326 Central Standard Time, but it would be an ideal energy to uh, have a job interview or or a date. So let's move it closer to the date, possibly around that time. Be a great um, time for a date, a first date at that, if, if uh, if that's how it turns out. Great energy to start a project under, to sell your ideas, your dynamic. People are going to just be eating out of your hand. Um, anything quick and short is favored, okay? Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is so quick, sometimes it's early. You see what I'm saying? So uh, you're not really going to be feeling like doing anything that you'd be doing under a Capricorn moon when the week started. It's not going to be slow and enduring like Saturn and Capricorn. This is like quick in and out. Um, You can throw a party under this influence, work on self-promotion, encourage a friend. There's a sense of urgency with this moon, okay? So watch out for any impulsive acts that you may feel so inclined to do. You use your head, <laughs> even when the moon's in Aries. Okay, Aries was the head, so that was a astrological quip right there if you didn't catch it. Um, uh, you know what? You may want to take the divine opportunity while the moon's in Pisces and you can't really just move forward on some stuff that you may want to move forward on. And the imaginative uh, influence of the Pisces moon and just do some soul searching while you're just being and kind of being meditative and reflective. Do some soul searching on what you, you're going to do when the moon does go into Aries, okay? It's just a lot of time. It feels like a lot. It's like pull, pulling a rubber band or holding back a catapult. Oh, baby, when you let that sucker go, it's on. That's going from Pisces to Aries. You're going from a standstill or a can't really move forward to bam, here, let go, and here we are you know, thrust into this new territory. And so, you know, just just indulge yourself. Aries is the youngest of the signs. It's the very first 
you know, sign, and so it's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and it thinks it's invincible, and it has this innocent belief that anything is possible. Indulge that. Indulge that. If anything, that's why the new moon is so cool, because it's not the final moon. It's the brand-new moon. You can afford to, you know, switch it up a little bit. When, when the moon is in Pisces and it's mutable and you're feeling changeable and flexible, why not dream a little dream that anything is possible or what you could, might do when the moon finally does get into Aries and you're ready to pop off? Dream big, soul search, and and indulge your passions, okay? Let your passions lead and guide you. Aries is a fire sign, passionate, fiery energy, you know, let her rip, let her rip. Pisces is real subdued. It's no coincidence that when Hadassah called in, she's saying that this very Pisces, that's why I titled this about the zodiac cycle starting over, because that's a significant energy. It took a month to go through all 12 of them. Now it's starting over. You don't think we're going to since that shift, and some people apparently more than others for various reasons, but it's it's there, it's there. That's 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 interesting that someone literally can feel when the zodiac sign, the zodiac cycle ends and begins again. So as you become more uh, associated, uh, familiar with these energies, you will be able to Mercury Pluto conjunction. Saturday, the very last day of our week ahead at 1.56 p.m. It looks like that might really be 12.56. Let me double check. Yes, it's actually 12.56 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mercury at 14 degrees Capricorn is right on top of Pluto at 14 degrees Capricorn, okay? They are sharing space in the sky. Now, if the moon in Aries didn't get a fire... (laughs) literally, figuratively, and astrologically lit up under your butt after all these many days of having to kind of chill out on this new moon energy, Mercury conjunct Pluto is definitely going to light it for you, okay? Because it's just a powerful aspect that's going to help focus us on our goals, okay? It's gonna, This energy is going to help us to take that decisive action. That's why I say if Moon and Aries didn't get it for you, Mercury on top of Pluto will, okay? It's going to be that push energy that helps us to take that decisive action and go after what we want. Under Mercury conjunct Pluto energy, we're, we ain't taking no for an answer. No is not an option. We're not trying to hear no. The only thing we're trying to hear is yes, and that's what we're focused on and headed towards. Under this uh, energy of Mercury uh, conjunct Pluto, we could totally redo something. Get us an inspired thought to totally redo something. That could happen under this influence. we could uh, all of a sudden have a desire, drive, and determination to get rid of something in our lives and move forward. And it just might just be, look, 
Pluto is that that energy I've, I talked to y'all about a couple of shows ago, where you know death and rebirth, and you're the turning into the butterfly, never to be a caterpillar again. That's Pluto, and Mercury's on conjuncted here coming up at the end of next week, and so there's a forcefulness to it. There will be a forcefulness to us. And if not forcefulness, definitely willfulness, okay? So just be mindful and watch out for overdoing to the point of actually just being exhausted. And because it's a, it's a passing transit just like any other transit. It doesn't last forever. It's probably just, it, it's exact on Saturday afternoon around 2. And so um, Central Standard Time. And so we're really going to be in a position to enjoy a very strong sense of purposefulness. What what we're going to be so impassioned about and not taking no for an answer on, obviously, is going to be something that we enjoy having a strong sense of purpose around, okay? It's not going to be a lightweight thing that has us Acting so powerfully and 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 making taking decisive action finally, if we hadn't already by the point of the uh, moon being in Aries, and so it's kind of an unfoldment, okay? That's culminating next Saturday. That starts today with Mercury entering Capricorn. Mercury coming into this energy that says. Oh, hey, Pluto, I see you there. I'm coming for you. Party when I get to you, too. I'm almost there. I'm up the street. That's today. Today, Mercury got up the street from Pluto, and next Saturday, they're going to have a party. Pluto's going to welcome Mercury in with open arms, and it's going to cause us to take decisive action and not take no for an answer. It's come and it's all karmic. When we're talking about Capricorn, we're talking about Saturn, and we're talking about karma. We're talking about stuff that's meant to be. We're talking about stuff that, if you if you haven't been paying attention, pay attention now. This is a situ. Uh, when we're talking about Mercury, we're talking about communication situations between you and others. Um, purposeful communications between you and others. Uh, Pluto, their transformational uh, transformation, serious transformation, okay? And uh, just Mercury being there, it's all destined. So destiny kind of wants you to say what you need to say to all the right people that you need to say it to, okay? Um, you may even feel your words around this time. Uh, you may feel like certain things are coincidence uh, because you're so turned on and tuned in with this very powerful, karmic, strong energy. Uh, maybe even prophetic. You may find yourself speaking prophetically kind of as well, okay? Um Your words and thoughts just are going to be that much more powerful, okay? Um, 
especially if you have the nerve to actually concentrate those thoughts because that's what Mercury and Capricorn is doing. And with Pluto already there, I mean, it, it, mark your calendars for next Saturday. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be calling in talking about, oh, Mama Dada, Saturday, it'll be Wednesday of next week when we're on the air again. Oh, Mama Dada, Saturday, yeah, you would just be tripped out of how powerful communication, powerful travel, uh, business travel, Mercury and Capricorn definitely is um, uh, talking about business travel, but karmic, destined travel, destined communications, okay? This is nothing to wink at, blink at, pay attention. Mercury and Cap is serious. Pluto and Cap is shown up serious. This is serious business. Monitor. uh, uh, Just know that your words and thoughts have power. Know that thoughts become things, especially when Mercury's in an Earth sign. Come on. And and Capricorn is more that slow and steady. So those thoughts, think about those thoughts that you have over and over. It could just be that same one thought, just once a day, twice a day, but every day. That's Mercury and Capricorn right there, that long, that enduring, those enduring thoughts, those persistent thoughts. A lot of times overly negative thoughts when you're talking about Capricorn. Capricorn is serious and it means business. But sometimes on the low aspect of it, you got negativity, you got depression, you got pessimism and cynicism. Okay, so be mindful. Don't be scared. Don't not do anything and not act and be paralyzed by fear. But be mindful of your words and your thoughts starting today. Mercury just entered Capricorn today, tonight. Actually, it's still a couple of hours off. But watch out, watch after tonight how those thoughts, you know, have that potential to manifest maybe a little bit quicker. And it's going to feel like we're racing towards the 19th. So just be mindful. Check out Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. I gave a lot of information today about Mercury and Capricorn. Um, and I... I I'm just feeling compelled to just help people out more with their natal charts and stuff like that because there's just so much information packed into that alone. And so stay connected, y'all. I didn't do any horoscopes on today's show. Uh, Like I said, there was just a lot going on leading up to the show, but I got the information out there that y'all need for to master your destiny successfully next week in your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Stay connected not only on Twitter, but Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Instagram. And we will catch you all next week. Let me double check the line that there's no new hands up. And we are out. Peace and love. Stay connected to my astrology coach. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.